Hey, faith listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Judges. Good morning, faithful listeners, and happy Monday. I am so excited that you chose to tune into the Bible Explained podcast to start your week out nice and strong by reading some scripture today. We are starting in Judges chapter 5 with Deborah's song, and there's a lot going on in this song. So I'd like to go ahead and read verses 1 through 11 today and discuss this. We're going to be talking about leadership. We're going to be talking about the Second Amendment. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We are going to talk about the Second Amendment today. And we're going to talk about oppression as well. So let's go ahead and read this. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version as usual, but feel free to grab the version of the Bible that you prefer and also your cup of coffee, because guess what? There's no more excuse to not purchase seven weeks coffee because they now offer ground coffee and seven weeks coffee supports babies in the womb. You're going to find my link for seven weeks in the description of the podcast episode. So anyway, grab your cup of seven weeks coffee or a cup of tea this morning and also your Bible in the version you prefer. I'll be reading at the W.E.B. as per usual. Then Deborah and Barak, the son of Abinoam, sang on that day, saying, Because the leaders took lead in Israel, because the people offered themselves willingly, be blessed, Yahweh. Hear you, kings, give ear, you princes. I, even I, will sing to Yahweh. I will sing praise to Yahweh, the God of Israel. Yahweh, when you went out of Seir, when you marched out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled, the sky also dropped. Yes, the clouds dropped water. The mountains quaked at Yahweh's presence. Even Sinai at the presence of Yahweh, the God of Israel. In the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied. The travelers walked through the byways. The rulers ceased in Israel. They ceased until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose a mother in Israel. They chose new gods. Then war was in the gates. Was there a shield or a spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? My heart is toward the governors of Israel who offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless Yahweh. Speak you who ride on white donkeys, you who sit on rich carpets, and you who walk by the way, far from the noise of archers, in the places of drawing water. There they will rehearse Yahweh's righteous acts, the righteous acts of his rule in Israel. I don't know why, but my podcast seems to be getting more and more political. And I'm not actually intending for that. But when I see things in scripture that can absolutely relate to what's going on nowadays, I have to get political. I have to speak culturally because the stuff scripture is warning us about is happening today or beginning to happen today. But in verses one through three, it mentions how Deborah and Barak begin singing this song of praise to God. So Barak, in some way, helped Deborah compose this song either He helped her write some of it or he helped her like figure out the music for it. So he definitely had a place in writing this song. But for some reason, we usually call this Deborah's song or maybe I just do that. I don't know. I feel like I've heard people mention this as Deborah's song before because you can hear that Deborah is the one singing it because there's language in it where she's referring to herself. So Barack is not the one singing it. So I think that's what adds to it being called Deborah's song. But Barack is also credited as one of the writers of this song. It says they sang 
a song on that day. So what day would that be? The day Sisera was defeated. Or possibly the day that uh, the king, King Jabin, the bad guy, was defeated. So either Sisera or King Jabin was defeated. And Deborah and Barak sing this um, beautiful praise song to God. And it starts out by saying in verse 2, Because the leaders took the lead in Israel, because the people offered themselves willingly, be blessed, O Yahweh. So much of this song talks about leaders, actually. And I think this would probably be a very, very important topic to Deborah because she was a leader. And it actually mentions later on that she stepped up to lead when there was no other leaders. So I think that leaders really do have a special place in Deborah's heart. And in fact, she basically says that. She says the uh, the leaders are, I have a heart for the leaders. So we're going to talk about that in a moment. So this is going to be talking a lot about leaders in Israel. So she says, because the leaders took the lead in Israel, because the people offered themselves willingly, be blessed, O Yahweh. So after 20 years of oppression, the leaders finally began leading and the people began offering of themselves, began sacrificing so that Israel could once again have freedom from their enemies. Then it goes on, hear you kings, give ear you princes, I even I will sing to Yahweh. I will sing praise to Yahweh, the God of Israel. So Deborah is saying, it doesn't matter who's listening. It doesn't matter if kings are listening or princes are listening. I am going to sing loudly my praises to God. So this shows that Deborah and Barak were unafraid to sing their praises in front of very important people. This kind of reminds me of David after he retrieved the Ark of the Covenant. I think from the Philistines. And we're going to learn about this story like way in the future. But David began dancing and praising God in the streets, unafraid of who was watching him. Like he was dancing like nobody was watching. (laughs) And God actually appreciates when we do that. He appreciates when we sing loudly and when we like dance for him and praise him without fear of what other people might think. So Deborah saying, I even I will sing to Yahweh in front of these kings and these princes. I will sing praise to Yahweh, the God of Israel. Then she goes on to talk about God's glory. I think this is what a lot of modern worship songs are really, really missing is this one thing. Modern worship music talks a lot about how we feel and what God has done for us and like That stuff is good. Don't get me wrong. It is so good to sing about how God forgave us of our sins and how God loves us and how we feel towards God as well. But something that modern worship music is just missing is this like absolute awe of God, of who God is. So basically the first thing Deborah says here in verses four and five, she talks about how wonderful God is. And how holy he is. She says, Yahweh, when you went out of Seir, when you marched out of the field of Edom, the earth trembled and the sky dropped. The clouds dropped water. The mountains quaked at Yahweh's presence, even Sinai at the presence of Yahweh, the God of Israel. So Deborah's actually recounting a lot of different stories over the years. She talks about Mount Sinai here. We know that Mount Sinai was one of the mounts where Moses often frequented to talk to God and how Mount Sinai was like on fire basically because of God's glorious presence. She says the mountains quaked at Yahweh's presence. She says that in the field of Edom, 
and in the field of sea air, which I, I guess is the same place I found out, the uh, sky dropped this like torrent of rain. So this is possibly how Sisera's army was defeated. Was God sent like a torrent of rain that confused the army? And that's how Israel and Barak were able to defeat such a powerful army was because of God's intervention of a torrent of rain. So perhaps Deborah is recounting that. Or it could also be talking about the first two kings that Israel ever defeated, which was uh, King Og and King Sihon. Do you guys remember those those two kings? It was like the first kings that Israel ever defeated, like way back when they were still living in the wilderness. And it's possible that the way Israel was able to defeat those two kings was because God sent a torrent of rain, which would be unique, I would guess, because it was a wilderness area where God sent that rain. But all of this, not only is it talking about how God was able to help Israel and what God did for Israel, it's recounting how amazing and glorious and awesome God really, really is, that only God can do those types of things. We can't cause it to rain. We can't cause it. We can't cause the earth to tremble. We can't cause mountains to quake like in our presence. That is God and his like awesomeness that causes the earth to respond to his like holy presence. Basically, that's what it says. The mountains quaked at Yahweh's presence. So then after this, Deborah talks about from verses six to nine, where Israel went wrong and the oppression that Israel experienced. She says, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, and in this, the days of Jael, the highways were unoccupied. So you guys might be like, who the heck is Shamgar? And uh, I had the same exact question. I'm like, who is Shamgar? Well, he was mentioned very briefly. And uh, part of the reason I never remembered him was because I didn't even talk about him. I totally forgot to go over who Shamgar was back in Judges 3, because he's only briefly mentioned here. It says in verse 31 of Judges 3, after Ehud, do you guys remember Ehud, the guy that stabbed the king in the stomach with the sword? After Ehud came Shamgar, the son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad. He too saved Israel. So he was like another judge, briefly, briefly mentioned after Ehud. And Shamgar saved Israel from the Philistines by striking 600 of them down with an ox goad. What is an ox goad? Like a uh, bone? I might be wrong about that. What is an ox goad? Oh, it's a wooden tool about eight feet long. Oh, it <laughs> okay. It was something to goad oxes with. That's why it's called an ox goad. It's a farming implement used to spur or guide livestock, usually oxen. Okay, I was completely wrong about what an ox goat is. But if I had thought about the English language, I probably could have figured it out. Okay, so, <laughs> all right. So this guy, Shamgar, used an ox goat, which is like a farming implement, to strike down 600 Philistines. And it sounds like he was also a judge. So Deborah mentions him here. She says, in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, so the, the guy that came before Deborah, the judge that came before Deborah, to the days of Jael, 
which was Deborah's current days. And I think it's cool that Deborah calls it the days of JL, since she was the one that got basically the praise for uh, defeating Sisera. She says the highways were unoccupied. So after Shamgar, the highways became unoccupied because they were so dangerous in Israel. The travelers had to walk through the byways. So they had to take like paths around the main highways because there were so many criminals on the main highways. And this is usually uncommon. Usually highways are the safer way to go if you think about it because it's the roads that are more traveled. And typically people who wanted to steal from you would go down like the back alleyways. But now the Israelites had to use the back alleyways in order to avoid the highways because the highways were so dangerous. It says the highways were unoccupied. The travelers walked through the byways. The rulers ceased in Israel. So there was no more rulers in Israel at this point, possibly because the rulers became and the leaders became so chicken, so afraid of going up against King Jabin and Sisera. The rulers ceased in Israel. They ceased until I, Deborah, arose. So there are no more rulers until Deborah was willing to lead. And so Deborah told God, like, hey, there is no rulers. I'm willing to do it. Here I am. Send me. And so God did send Deborah. And so Deborah rose up and became the judge and helped people uh, become leaders once again. And she says, until I rose a mother in Israel, I arose a mother in Israel. This kind of reminds me of, I think it's Isaiah 3, how when Israel, how the men in Israel, the leaders become like children, they're going to need like a mother over them. And it's considered to be a very negative thing, actually, in Isaiah chapter 3, that these leaders have become like children. They're not leading the people properly, that women are going to rule over them. They need to be mothered by a woman. And it's considered a negative thing, but God turned it around in the case of Deborah and she became a mother in Israel and basically mothered these leaders back into leading. Then in verse eight, the reason all of this happened is because they chose new gods. Israel chose new gods and then there was a war in the gates. So even Deborah mentions this. She says, because Israel sinned. Because Israel decided they wanted other gods other than Yahweh, war came to our gates. She says, was there a shield or a spear seen among 40,000 in Israel? So the 40,000 warriors in Israel didn't even have a shield or a spear anymore. And this is likely because Jabin took all the weapons away from Israel and the people were no longer able to fight to defend themselves. And that's where I'm going to talk about the Second Amendment for a second. So the Second Amendment is so highly debated and so highly talked about right now. And for those of you who don't live in the United States, the Second Amendment is the right of the people to keep and bear arms. That means the right of the people to have weapons. And the reason the Second Amendment exists is because of oppressive governments. So history often repeats itself. One of the things that oppressive governments like to do is take away the average person's right to protect themselves. And then that means that that government can do whatever they want to 
those individuals because those individuals no longer have the ability to protect themselves. So that's why Americans are so adamant about their Second Amendment so that they can defend themselves from a corrupt government if it ever comes to that. And you can see here, even in Judges, that history always repeats itself. Jabin was a oppressive ruler who went into Israel and took all of the weapons away from Israel. And this is a pattern that repeats itself all throughout history. You can even see it in World War II. But moving forward in the song, Deborah mentions how Israel was left totally and completely defenseless. They had nothing to protect themselves with. Everything was unsafe and there was war in the gates. There was no weapons found in Israel. So Deborah says her heart was moved toward the governors of Israel who offered themselves willingly among the people. Bless Yahweh. So after all this crazy and terrible stuff happened, after Israel was left totally defenseless, finally the leaders, leaders like Deborah rose up and began sacrificing themselves. That's what it says. Deborah's heart is toward the governors of Israel who offered themselves willingly among the people. So finally, these leaders began stepping up who decided enough is enough. And they finally began sacrificing themselves for the freedom of other people. And then she says, bless Yahweh. Speak, you who ride on white donkeys, you who sit on rich carpets and you who walk by the way. Far from the noise of the archers in the places of drawing water, there they will rehearse Yahweh's righteous acts, the righteous acts of his rule in Israel. So this is like almost like the good news, right? Where now kings and leaders are rejoicing in Yahweh, way far away from the archers, way far away from war. They're not around war anymore. Instead, they are in the places of drawing water. Their areas are safe again. They can go out in safety to draw water once again. And that's where they're going to remember Yahweh's righteous Acts. And so you can see that this entire segment that we read today is all about strong leadership in government specifically. And so even though I, I really doubt that there's any political leader right now listening to this podcast, there is something that you and I can do as ordinary individuals to help our leaders. First and foremost, we can pray for them. And that's something I talked about with my sister on the podcast early last week. We discussed bad leadership and bad government and how we should pray for our leaders, but not pray for them to succeed, but pray that God's will is done through them and that they learn to see the truth and really begin actually leading, truly helping the people in their countries. So that's one way we can help our leaders is by praying for God's will through them and praying that they find the truth themselves. And the second way is by doing our part. Standing up for what we know is the truth, what we know is right. Like, for example, I sell the seven weeks coffee because that is something that I know is true and right. That unborn babies are alive and they have life and God gave them that life. It says in Psalms that God knit me together in my mother's womb. So God is literally knitting together little babies in the womb and people are choosing to destroy that creation that God put together in the womb. And so because of that, I support things like Seven Weeks Coffee that help the unborn babies in the womb. And so that's another way that uh, Christians can step up is by doing 
what we know is right according to scripture. That means voting according to scripture, not voting on our emotions, but voting according to the way scripture tells us to vote. Because if we claim to be Christians, and if we claim that the Bible is the authority over our lives, that we follow the Bible, why would we not vote according to what the Bible tells us is right? We should be voting according to what we claim we believe in, which of course is Jesus and what Jesus tells us to do. Not what cultural Jesus says, not the fake Jesus, which by the way, my mom just did a blog post about that, about discerning the counterfeit Jesus from the true Jesus. And I'm going to link that uh, blog post in the description of this podcast episode. Not what a fake Jesus tells us to do, but the real Jesus. But anyway, guys, we covered a ton of topics today. We covered leadership, politics, the Second Amendment, uh, babies in the womb. We covered a lot of topics today. And you know what? If you enjoy this podcast episode, please share it on your social media platforms and, uh, and be brave. Be like the people Deborah is talking about here. The people who were brave and who sacrificed of themselves and who were unafraid to be leaders and to speak out in a very corrupt generation of people. Friends and faithful listeners, I hope to see you all tomorrow for an episode out of Acts chapter three. But until then, happy listening and God bless.